welcome to Estrada Illusions. We are going to be talking about three words when put in this uh, particular sequence. Drive, ITM, fucking insane. Especially when they're asked on a dating app. I don't really... <laughs> My friends say, how are you? I, I don't... I don't get angry. <laughs> I don't really get in a fist of rage when I see them on uh, Tinder either. But uh, I, I get that I get asked that question about a hundred times a day, and, and at a certain point, you just want to bang on the wall and say, "Stop asking me how I'm doing! Stop it! You don't know me! Stop! I hate it! I want them to stop! If you if we've never spoken before, I do not want you to ask me how I am." See, I'm very dispassionate about this. You probably, if you're listening, think, gee, Ian, uh, Ian is, is actually as unhinged as I thought she was, which is, uh, guess what? That's probably true anyway, but hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll understand. I'm so deliberate with this. I recorded a whole nother episode on this subject, and my voice didn't sound great. Uh, meandered a little bit even by uh, my standards. I didn't like it. Whole episode recorded. I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm putting it in the vault. We have a vault where there's a couple episodes that were recorded and just wasn't feeling it. Maybe someday uh, we'll uh, release How Are You Take One. But we are going to talk about... I mean, this is kind of a companion episode to what we did on standards because it is all really about your self-worth. But it is also... It's also about what to do with your herd. Herd being uh, the number of matches you have because... We all have a lot of matches, uh, we, people we swipe with who uh, are not really serious players in our dating lives, and uh, there's a category. I get about, for context, I get about really between 30 and 50, uh, sometimes more matches a day. Uh, it, that, that number largely fluctuates on how active I've been. Uh, some days you just don't really care. But, uh, you know, that's that's... To some people, they'd be like, oh, that's potentially 50 new people to sleep with. But really, it's not, because the vast majority of them... I mean, you got the people who don't message. I rarely... I, I message maybe 2% of the time. Uh, and usually, I have to think of somebody really cute, or I have like something very witty to say. Most of the time... You know what? Most of the time, online dating interactions are wasted. And, I mean, you could say, oh, isn't that horrible? I, I don't know. I mean, if you get lucky... uh. It's all relative. Tinder is a game of math. People, it seems like dispassionate when you say that, but it's true. So you get these matches, and uh, a lot of them are not really true matches because they're boring as shit, or they're overly sexual, or you're just not feeling it. I mean, it has happened. I think kind of a difference in something that I can add somebody who's been on both sides... Uh, Tinder Spectrum as somebody uh, pre-transition. I was a senior in college when Tinder came out, so I remember really the early days. And I mean, there was a fair degree of skepticism. We saw, I guess, like I wasn't on, I wasn't on Tinder for like the first two years of the pandemic, uh, first like year and eight months of the pandemic. But I imagine during COVID, it was probably much of the same of like that sort of okay, we're matching, we're talking online, maybe we don't want to meet. I think it's generally healthy to look at your match pool and, and understand that there's probably really only, uh, even under best case scenario, only a handful of people that are actually going to be good people to meet. And how do we decide that? I mean, attractiveness is certainly one thing. For me, at least, as somebody, I, I need, I love casual sex. I love having casual sex. I'm extremely sex positive as anybody who engages with any ITM content knows, uh, I, 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 it's important. I mean, I I think it's very... I've kind of taken up the mantle of uh, seeing how the trans community is, is perceived by the rest of the world, the cis population, as kind of like an underclass or having, like, you know, genitals that, that people are afraid of. Uh, you get treated like an alien. Uh, and, and really, I, I've yet to come across a trans genital that was just like, you know, the scene in Alien where the... Uh, Zenith, you know what I'm saying. The little thing is running around on the floor, and it comes out of uh, Bilbo Baggins. People get very scared. You get sometimes you have literally. I've literally had to say to people like they'll say like I, I don't really know how to talk to a trans person. It's like well I'm not. I'm literally I'm not an alien. 
But uh, if it was Alien vs. Predator, I would probably <laughs> definitely swipe right for the Predator. I was at a concert once, and one of the like sound techs was this woman, just absolutely. I mean, she had to have been like six three, really built, and she just had this. She looked like Predator, and oh god, she was hot. Um, but anyway, casual sex. I mean, to me, casual sex is never effortless sex. A guy has to work for, you know, the plunder and. I mean, I tend to view the world as mostly through the lens of commodities, as any person who spent any time in grad school and read the amount of Marx stuff that I've read. Uh, you see things as commodities, and, like, it sounds kind of arrogant and obnoxious and shitty for uh, women, uh, especially somebody like me who's not that attractive and also transgender, uh, you know, to, to see themselves as uh, the object of uh, someone else's, you know, Tinder... You can say whatever you want about the patriarchy and how fucked up these, like, systems of power are. At the end of the day, like, a reality of Tinder is, you know, guys are super horny, as there often are. And, you know, the girl, you, you get to kind of, you get to kind of gatekeep whether they get to come in and play. You are the prize to be won. I often think of myself within that context for these guys who want the booty call as, hey, like, you know, I want casual sex too, but... I get a lot of matches, and if you're, like, somebody who, you know, if you're a guy trying to get in my pants, I mean, like, you gotta have good game, you gotta charm me, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta feel like you've worked for it, I gotta feel like you've, you've earned your, uh, stay with the Impossible Burger, which, I mean, you could say, oh, that's horrible, Ian, but I, I'm, a, I, I'm attracted to that, there have been a lot of guys in my life who have worked very hard for the right to have sex with me, and, Frankly, it's appreciated. Uh, I find it very sexy. I, I to be desired. I, I I never thought I would be out in the dating pool again as a single person, and to be out there as somebody who you know I've had all my surgeries. I I, I think I look kind of cute at least. Uh, it, it's it's gender affirming. It's like you could say, oh, that's so horrible, Ian. You're you're playing into gender norms. Blah blah blah. It's fucking fun. I don't care. I'm I'm not sorry. I, I'm okay thinking of myself as... It's not egomaniacal to say I'm a prize to be won. It's true. I I am very good at sex. Uh, I give great head. I last forever. Uh, I, I know these things to be true, and I share them with you um, because you should, you should value yourself in a similar fashion. You should hold yourself... You should view yourself as something worthy of somebody else putting in some form of effort to try and uh, connect with you. It, it, it's, it's where the base of self-esteem comes. You could say, oh, you have a warped sense of self-esteem, whatever. I do actually have self-esteem, though, and that it's all that matters, you know? And for me, how are you... Like, I guess we should try and unpack the why behind the how are you, the high how are you's, as I call them. I, I, I literally, I have a term. I'm not, I, I'm not the first person to rail against high how are you. I don't know. I, I'm sure somebody else has just referred to them as the hi I call the category of guys who open with hi, how are you, the hi, how are you's, because really they, they've, they've voluntarily, right off the start, at least in, in my book, uh, taken themselves out of the equation. And I've matched with, I mean, there are plenty of girls have in their bio, you know, I won't respond to generic messages, I won't respond to hello. I mean, the hi, how are you's are actually a little bit more putting in a little bit more effort than somebody who is communicating, a grown man over the age of 30 who is communicating by emoji or just writes hi with nothing else or, I don't know, sends, sends one of like, you know, you get the Shaq gif of saying hello, you've got Forrest Gump on the boat. These are all the ones that Tinder, you type in hi and they just show up. I don't really... I, I don't think Forrest Gump is, like, that good of a movie. Whenever I go to Bubba Gump's, uh, there's one a couple blocks away from me in Long Beach. I don't go there ever. I walk by it a lot, and I always wonder, like, why that movie? Like, we could... Like, Pulp Fiction would probably be a much... That came out the same year. Shawshank Redemption, you can make Toilet Wine. That could be a chain. Those are the two movies that Forrest Gump beat out in, in the Best Picture race. So there are two others, but nobody really cares about those. And nobody actually, frankly, came on this podcast to hear about the 1994 Oscar race. So uh, we're not going to continue on that. But point being, I, I don't find gifts. I, there's, to me, like my type, like an athletic person who's built, like I, I, I don't want to see a gif. 
as a way of flirting. I want word. I have a master's degree in English literature. I want I want words and I want charm. I don't need Dryden's The Aeneid, but I would like like I would love something similar. I would love like we. I would love just. I, I'll settle. I'll settle for anything resembling charm that isn't overly sexual. That's my job. I'm I'm the one who gets to be overly sexual. And you could say, oh. Ian is pompous. Ian is arrogant. I I'm pleased with the amount of sex I get. It's okay. Like those, you. Everybody needs to play a Tinder game that corresponds to their own needs. And uh, if you're not getting, if you're not getting the sex you want, you need to adjust. And if you're getting too much sex, if you're having to turn good matches away, hey, you know, I mean, you don't really need me, but uh, maybe you should refine your own standards and uh, reach for the stars. Isn't that from Toy Story? I like effort. I'm a compromiser. I don't need as much... You know, too much effort is not sexy. There are... Some people try too hard or they ask a hundred questions and that just sucks. But, hi, how are you? Like, if you're getting... Like, I get about 20 20 to 30 hi, how are you's a day. I guess probably my own Tinder math is probably a little... I guess probably get a... I get a lot of hi, how are you's. That's a... I see that... I see that phrase a lot and... It bothers me because that's not a first opening. What that is is a deflection of a first opening because an opening of a conversation is something that brings, you know, something to the table. Hi, how are you is saying, I have messaged you, but what I'm really doing is shifting the burden of obligation onto you to carry something resembling a normal human interaction. You say, hi, how are you, to somebody you're friends with or somebody you know, you're not, you're not putting, there is no emotional weight attached to that answer. Hi, how are you, to a stranger, I mean, that's the first impression. You think about... Like, we, we, there are a lot of people who met their uh, love of their lives on Tinder. And, like, I, I guess, like, you, you get your grandkids around the table. I mean, assuming there is a world in which people who were uh, married on Tinder lived long enough to have... I, I, the world's probably... We're probably looking at a couple more years. <laughs> they gather the kids around the fire. Ah, oh, this is how I met Grandpa or Grandma or Granday. I met them, and they said... Hi, how are you? And oh, my heart. My heart was, oh, I was just so moist by asking how I was. No, nothing comes of that. Nothing comes of that. Guys can hook me a good first message. Ah, if it's like a specific, if it's about my profile or something, if it's a good joke, God, I'm hook, line, and sinker. I'm, the, it's, I'm not hard. I'm not hard. I'm really not. Good game. You bring elite game. You come to play. I love. I love to play. Like I love that shit. I love the mechanics. I love going on dates. I love the mechanics of dates. If I like, and pretty much lately, I get about two. I get one to two good dates a week. Generally, you do have to switch your. You have to adjust a bit if you're uh, performing a little under the scale. But I love a good date. Dates are so fun. Like you, it's this enclosed environment where you get to go and the sparks are flying and, and you can flirt with somebody and not, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to go overboard, but uh, like there, there are a lot of other instances. Like, I'm not going to just flirt with anybody. Like it makes people uncomfortable. Uh, when you're introducing a trans person in the equation that can really make certain people uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that's right, but that is so is reality that I do have to I'm a person who has to go and live in life, so uh, I have to live in my life. It's true, though. You can't... Sometimes when you're talking about, like, theory or something about tra the trans identity or, or anything else online, like, yeah, there are things that uh, we shouldn't have to put up with, and then you actually got in the real world, and... Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't always work that way, but, um, like, not every guy has to run an inside straight. Uh, we can hit some bumps. I... I not on the first mess. <sighs> you know, when you want a date and you want the sparks to fly, you want all of that, it's very hard to see, hi, how are you, stemming from that. And the reason that I thrive in, like, dating environments and I have so much fun is because I am 
a person who shows up with with my half of the equation eager and and ready to participate in the structure of the date i come to have a good time i come to op- i come with an you know with uh in the muppet christmas carol with a thankful heart now i'm not going to sing that song um we don't need more pop culture asides there's nothing worse than a date when you can just tell the person is just they were disinterested right off the bat because you want to say to them, like, why the fuck is this even happening? This is a waste of time. No, you have a date, date special. Date is two people gathering together for the purposes of potential romance. I mean, it's hard, like, it's hard to think of a comparison to kind of the beauty of just, like, the endless possibilities of a first date. I sound like kind of a... If I sound romantic, keep in mind also... I. I like one-night stands. I like casual sex. I like sex with uh, non- non-monogamous people who, who are really just looking for something very casual, a.k.a. like not that romantic. I'm fine with like all of that stuff, but casual will never mean emotionless to me. I, I have to smile. I-, I have to smile and be happy when I think about uh, people I've shared myself with because, you know, like I'm an expressive person. I, I live a lot of my life on the internet. I'm extremely, uh, a lot of people would say, far too open with uh, p- parts of my life that other people would not be. And uh, when it comes to intimacy, that that's that's the side of me that that I mean, I'm not I'm not live streaming my uh, you know I'm I'm not li- I don't have a camera set up in my my bedroom to live stream that stuff. That is a part of me, a side of me that I don't, that's really one of the few expression, expressive sides of me that I don't really share with the internet. And it's, it's special for me. It'll always be special for me to uh, share intimacy with somebody because you get to give them a part of yourself, if only for a little while. And oftentimes, you don't want to be with the people who are just using you as a, as a hunk of meat to stick their dick in, which Frankly, there are a lot of those people out there and on Tinder, and I do my best to avoid them. And I imagine if you're a thoughtful listener who who actually would want to listen to Astrid Allusions, you're probably in the same boat. You know, we're not living in a world of binary, you know, casual sex or, you know, you know, like the marriage route on the other side. Like, that's not really... Nothing in life is a binary. The gender gender spectrum is is certainly not a binary. Sex is not a binary. Sexuality is not a binary. Uh, Tinder is not a binary. You can you. It's okay to not necessarily know what you want, but what we all probably want is a thoughtful, emotional person who's going to respect us as individuals and appreciate the time that we've chosen to spend with them. And opening with a generic message or just saying hi, how are you? Is, is really a surefire uh, indicator that somebody else is not on the same page. You know, I've heard a lot over the years from guys who say, what's the point in sending a thoughtful first message? I don't get a lot of replies anyway. And this is a theme that I return to time and time again on this show and elsewhere. You can't engage new people using the idea that you might not like the idea that you might not get lucky that can't be your lodestar in engaging new people that's just you you can do that you can try to you can try to play a game of tinder of caring as little as possible as being as a dispassionate shit who just wants to strip any kind of sense of individuality or effort from the equation you can try to do that and i mean if you're really hot or i don't know i i don't for some people, that might work. Okay. But it, I know it doesn't work for the vast majority of people, and frankly, it shouldn't work. If, if people are no time wasters. Well, I mean, frankly, you're calling them time wasters. A lot of the people who are just so angry about that, you see, like, in two seconds, like, yeah, I understand why. Like, you think people are time wasters. They're just running away from you because, boy, I mean, the vibes that you protrude, they smell worse than... You know what? I, I don't actually need to finish that. Let's consider uh, some wise words, some philosophy from uh, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> he had that song. Uh, he had the lines, I don't want to be just a face in the crowd. You're going to hear my voice when I shout it out loud. Uh, he's awful, but he's right. He, you know, he did used to own an arena football team. That's a John Bon Jovi fact I can share with everybody. Arena football is a lot. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to stop, and we're not going on a tangent. But, <laughs> sorry. 
Don't get me don't get me started on music in the state of New Jersey. I already edited out a Bruce Springsteen impression. I'm not going to do it. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> not music taste. Okay, I mean, look, if you're going to treat somebody like a replacement level hookup, then um, you're all you're really doing is 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 banking on them either thinking, "Oh my God, you're so cute," and a lot of boys think that. A lot of boys think that their shit is just the greatest thing on the planet Earth, and like I. I'm in a similar position. I, I know I bring a lot to the table. I also know that I'm written off by, I don't know, 90% of the dating pool. I'm trans. They don't even want anything to do with me. Fine. Guess what? That doesn't mean that 10% has an easy layup. No, you have to work for your meal. I, I am the prize to be won. And I, I people can say, oh, arrogant shit or not. I mean, it's all in the game, yo. That's as uh, Omar Little would say in The Wire. We, uh, we often say... The game is the game. I play Tinder. The, the, I, I have a lot of... I love... I hate when people say, oh, I hate this app. I fucking love Tinder. I think it's great. I think it's one of the greatest modern inventions. And people say, how could you say that? Because you can't... Let, let's get one thing clear. You cannot go into a bar, go up to a woman and say, hi, how are you? That's not going to work. Why would it work on Tinder? Why would you say... That Tinder is worse than the real world when your tricks that you play on Tinder would never, ever, ever work in the real world. You know, if a guy, if a guy really wanted to uh, impress me at a bar, they would say, "Hey, has anybody been rude to you?" I will gladly. I'll first. I'll order you a drink, and then you can sip your cocktail while I pummel the guy. I would say, I, I would say, save the drink, save the pummeling. We're going home. And you can use all the energy, uh, take that and put that towards more constructive uses. And I'm not even sure I could finish that sentence. Ah, that that fantasy even got better in my head as I was saying it. Not that I'm attracted to divine. I, I'm attracted to confidence. I'm attracted to people who say what they mean and mean what they say. That's one of what saying that one of my stuffed animals likes to do. Hi, how are you? Is like a wishy-washy hedge that's a deflection onto somebody else to do it. And like I can I I can carry conversations with the most boring people on the planet. I can talk with anybody. I only want to talk with people who are bringing something to the table, whether it's intellectual conversation. You know what? I mean, I've had guys who super like and they like you say like a okay, first message, uh maybe a second, and they'll be like, "Okay, like I'll be honest, I- I'm not a great talker." Uh, you seem like that kind of person. Uh, c- can I can I buy you dinner and uh, we can get to know each other that way? And like, not to like go back into commodities and dollar values and suggest like you're a gold digger, but as a great compromiser, as somebody who who is benevolent and generous as ITM is, <laughs> I, like I'll say you like okay like I really do I really like. All it takes is a couple of sweet talks and then a couple of, like sweet lines and I'll go out on a date. If somebody's like, you know, I, I, I'm not good at that, but uh, I, I do value they communicate in some way. And it doesn't it doesn't have to have a dollar sign. They can say, Hey, you know, here's this fun activity, we can go walk on the beach, uh fly fly as I actually have been you know, suggesting somebody that you go fly a kite to the beach, I, I mean that's a cute, cheap day. Taco truck, it's not expensive. I mean, that's actually, I'm giving tips here. Like you, you, you don't, you don't have to take somebody out to a four star restaurant to to have a chance with them. What you do need to do is bring something to the table. They get some excited because it's really a date. A date is different than everything else. You get to not only is it the energy, but it's just it's spot not not spontaneity does uh, often uh, play into that, but. Even even a planned activity does bring some sense of spontaneity from a person, unless you go on dates every day. You're getting to do something special. So, like anytime somebody is is offering something, is is bringing something to the equation. Uh, I mean, I mean, sometimes I've been offered date ideas that I'm just frankly not interested in. But that's not on. I mean, Tinder's math. Tinder isn't math in a hundred percent of the way. You know, sometimes you're just not feeling it. That's also okay. But, um, God, I mean, the people, I, I look at the people, 
I've had this conversation too with sexual partners, and a lot of times I've talked about my process that I like to refer to as the gauntlet, which we'll do an episode either this week or next week on, so people can finally understand because I've mentioned the gauntlet a few times. The gauntlet is basically what I like to call the standard rules of engagement that I use to to basically judge whether I'll go out with somebody. Because, I mean, Tinder is kind of a, a traditional game in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, you do a couple messages, and then you make a move. The smart guys do. And sometimes sometimes I'll say to, like, a guy, like, make your move, man. Enough of this, you know, pitter-patter, dude. Let's get at her. Um, You know, take your shot. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, and you seem like such an asshole when you're like, hi, how are you is, is a bad man. I won't, I won't engage with that. But really, let's just consider the flip side. If somebody, if somebody's just sending the, I mean, you can tell when a guy is just sending it the exact same. If a, if, if a message is four or five lines long and contains no identifiable thing about you, he's sending that to everybody else. Hi, how are you? Obviously, that's getting sent to everybody else. There's nothing unique there. You're not getting the most unique hi, how are you of all time. I mean, it's not. I understand, like, the way that I've spoken in a lot of this leaves, like, leaves me a bit vulnerable to people saying, you're just a gold digger, you're an asshole, I wouldn't go out, want to go out a date with you, rah, 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 rah. Guess what? I mean, nobody likes, nobody likes to be romantically pursued in a way that is the exact same as everybody else. There's individuality. We all are supposed to want that, and we don't get that from the high hurries. They don't. Because sometimes... I guess also kind of the worry, I think about my percentages, I think about the percentages of, of successful matches or people I talk to that then get converted into dates, and I have a really good, I have a high percentage of successful dates, and as a trans woman, I, I'm definitely extra cautious of, of not, of, of really going out of my way to avoid bad dates, because I mean, a bad, you never want to be in a position where, you don't want to be in a position where you're a bad date, frankly, with anybody, but when you're trans... Expect the unexpected. That's a uh, that's what we say in Big Brother world all the time. Uh, you know, you you don't want to be in a position where it's a bad date and somebody's like getting all entitled. Like, oh, I'm getting rejected. Nope. A lot of guys do not like to be rejected. Period. And a lot of guys really, 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 really don't like to be rejected by trans women. That's like an extra. How dare you, trans woman, reject me? Ah, oh, you are supposed to be the underclass. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it is. I, I I go out of my way. I love to, like, you know, you always want to give people a chance. And I, I do sometimes try to give the high how are you's a chance. And it never really evolves. You're like, so, sometimes I get a question, like, somebody will say, how are you? And they're cute. And I I want to give them another chance. And I'll respond and I'll ask them, I'll ask them a question. I won't, I ne- almost never ask. Actually, it happened a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Actually, this probably prompted the entire episode that I'm doing. So, a guy messages me. Hi, Ian. How are you? And he was cute. And I was like, okay, fine. So, I said, you know, what is your favorite... What is your dog's favorite stuffed animal or toy to play with? You know. He had a dog. Dog is cute. I mean, is this the most original message on the planet? No. Is it specific to him? Yes. So, good enough. Uh, Also, I'm the girl. So, I don't really care. Uh, but I was trying. And I do care, actually. I ask him, you know, what what does your dog play with? He responds. He says, you didn't even answer my question. And I, 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 I started laughing. And I let out. I was sitting on my couch. And I let out, for fuck's sake. And in my head, all I can think about is this guy braiding me. You didn't even tell me how you are. You didn't answer my question. How? How? How are you? You didn't tell me how you are. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, this guy is actually upset about this. So I I I I I I, I almost want to say, sorry dude, I didn't answer the question. I get asked a hundred times a day. By the way, fuck you, dude. Um I didn't. I matched him. I don't want to get reported. And yeah, okay, this is one this is one guy among many who was like shit. You know, she didn't tell me how I was. The high how are yous generally do not place a great inve- a, a great stock in the answer. That's also kind of part of the problem. You know, lawyers, 
if if you're if you're examining a witness on the stand, you're not really supposed to ask questions you don't know the answer to. Hi, how are you? I'm kind of a, of the belief with online dating, you shouldn't ask questions you don't care about the answer. And how are you? You don't care how a stranger is. There was another time where I, somebody said, "How are you?" and I said, "I'm just terrible. The world is like this empty place, and I I just feel so bad about myself." And the guy wrote back, well, I'm sorry. And I, I wrote back, well, I just wanted to see how you would respond to that. And he was like, oh, ha ha. And I thought about myself. And I was like, you know, you're just fucking with the guy. And yet, at the same time, I'm not. Because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing. Because how are you... Ha- it's not really a question. Nobody wants, nobody wants anyone when you say, how are you? Nobody wants to hear you say, I'm doing terribly. Life could not be worse. Like I'm, I'm a brink. I'm, I'm a, a single step away from the. I'm six feet. No, I'm not gonna sing Creed. Creed is horrible. But you get what I'm saying. It's not a deliberate. It's not a deliberate opening. It's the absence of a deliberate opening. And I mean, uh, there is, there is a long-standing uh, group subcategory within hookups of kind of the people who are kind of like well well how about it then kind people who want sex indiscriminate sex and don't really care who and that i mean when if it's a bar and it's two in the morning i mean that 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 kind of works it kind of could work because there's just not that many other options however when you're a woman on tinder generally speaking you have a lot of options so you get to filter out people based on things that you don't particularly like. Guess what? As the trans woman, I've been filtered out of a lot of people. And, I mean, frankly, I don't really care because uh, nobody's ever finished sex with me and said, boy, that was terrible. They don't know. They don't know what they're missing. And I, I, I don't need to tell them. I don't really care. Uh, I don't need to tell a higher. Yeah. No, I mean, no. nobody also likes, I mean, kind of the beauty Sometimes you get an angry boy when you reject them who just sends you, like, a, a bunch of angry things in a row and then unmatches, kind of realizing you'll probably report them, but but they unmatch before you even have a chance to read them. I mean, in addition to being a meme queen, I am also queen of the clapback. I love a good clapback. Uh, I do that all the time for whenever people throw transgender shit at me. I, I would love to do that on Twitter. I'd be banned if I did that. can't do that. Unfortunately. But <sighs> I think about... I think about all of the high how are yous that I potentially could have had sex with, and to some extent I could say, oh my god, it would be horrible most of the time. You hate to think, and maybe this is maybe this is why, like, like structurally, emotionally, I'm maybe not the absolute best fit for a place like Tinder. I do I do have kind of a nurturing maternalistic side. I do worry about the poor souls who are just doing a hi, how are you? Because they are socially awkward and they're bad at this. And you hate to think you're just writing somebody off because of a single bad message. Now, and you can feel bad about that. You can feel a little bit bad. And I'm not sure there's a great solution, though. Because the flip side, am I supposed to spend my whole day getting these people to a, a better point of like, okay, I'm done with this? Like, I've had guys, there was a guy who was a graphic designer, had done some work for some uh, production companies, uh, worked in entertainment. Nice guy, I guess. I say nice guy, I don't fucking know. Um, he wrote, hi, how's it going? He was pretty cute, he looked tall. I, I was into him. And I said, I, like, I was like, I like your art. I, I knew the style, I was comparing it to an artist that he was familiar with, and I said, I really like it, and I said it was you know, minimalistic and yet really profound at the same time. Uh, point being, he was good, and I thought, like, hey, you know, compliment. I, I was carrying the conversation, and I was getting nothing in— nothing was coming back in my direction. He said, like, thank you. That's a great way of looking at it. I was kind of like, all right, I guess I'm done here. A couple hours later, how's it going? And this would have been, like, a one thirty in the morning. And I, we have not talked. He asked me— he asked me— you could still see, like, if I took a screenshot of it, you could see him. He asked, how's it going? Mo- twice. I gave him his compliment. He asked, how's it going? I gave him his compliment, described a little bit, went further down. He asked me how it was going again. And this just, it's, this guy's not a good fit for me. I haven't unmatched or anything, but I, I, I couldn't answer. I just, I was like, all right. Gave him a nice compliment. 
the film critic was giving him a nice critique of his work. Uh, not even a critique. I was nice compliment, thoughtful. He was good. He was good. He was talented, and he was cute. And if he had a little iota of game, we uh, might have had sex by now. And frankly, I would have liked it, but I wasn't going to carry that load because I have to carry more load when they finish inside me and if they didn't use a condom. But um, bum Nice comedy. I, I love, uh, I love, you know, there's, not, there's a, a really great joke. If a guy is not wearing a condom and he finishes inside you, just like adjust a little bit and say, oh, fuck. And you say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> I have to go get some plan B. <laughs> I've told boys before they have to go get me Plan B at CVS. It works. It works. I think I want to say it works seventy five percent. Assuming like there's a there's there's got to be a third of that seventy five that's the people who probably think it's bullshit and and their mothers raised them right and they're not gonna question the woman who's telling them to go get Plan B. I have one guy. Like, he's like, Roe, they're going to make Roe v. Wade, and all you can do is laugh at birth control jokes. And it's like, I'm a fucking comedian, dude. Of course, I will make all the, I will make all the birth control jokes I can. <laughs> Driving a plant I saw a guy whose profile was like, yeah, uh, in the morning, I'll bring you, I'll make you brunch and drive you to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Fucked up. I, I didn't swipe right on that guy. I, I did. I did chuckle a little bit. All this, uh, all this, all this playful stuff on Tinder. You don't get that with the hi, how are you? You don't get that with the people whose bio is, I don't know what to put here. Okay, well, I don't know how to swipe right. I don't, where's the path? A guy once opened with, about my, uh, he said, so you were born biologically male. I don't mean to be rude. And I was like, what? Sounds pretty rude. And he said, I'm just trying to find the path here. I'm straight. It's like, I'm trying to find the path. I'll tell you the path. The stupid shit who said some other transphobic things uh, shouldn't have listed his employer. That's a really dumb thing to do. Because, uh, you know, in the state of California, you gotta say, why do you employ transphobes? This isn't good. This looks like a potential lawsuit. Your continued employment of this chap looks like a potential lawsuit. Not to say you should go do that. You shouldn't. You know what? Going to play promising young women with this kind of stuff, if there were more guys on Tinder who feared repercussions for the way that they treated women, um, the world would be a better place. It's true. Not to get uh, on spite and venge vengeance. Those people are certainly worse than the high hero use, but most important thing, you don't have to... You don't have to say... You, it's not an either-or. It can be a neither-nor. You don't have to sleep with either one of them. And I hate to return necessarily to the subject of standards because you don't want to say, like, my standards are above high how are you openings. Because you say it, you don't fundamentally feel like you're being 100% fair to just the people who are fucking bad at this. Understanding that you are under no obligation to be fair. I, I hate... I hate framing this stuff in a way that, like... You never want to come across like you feel like you're better than somebody else because that's that's such a shitty way to be. And yet at the same time, like the trans person is always going to be uh, by a lot of people, always by a lot of people, by many. It's abstract. Like it's always something. It is always something you have to be concerned about, even if not every person plays in that. It's it's it's. I mean, Yuri Foucault. This the, I mean, this is kind of what the Panopticon is about. You know, you're the 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 state. You're worried about the way the state is looking at you, and you cannot see the way that the state actually is looking at you. And the, the state would be uh, society's common uh, perceptions of trans people. You know, it's it, uh, making everybody pay for the sins of their gender is generally, by and large, not thought of as a great strategy. And yet, like, you do have to be careful on dating apps. And God, the questions that come about your genitals, even if your profile says, don't ask me about my genitals, you tell them, I, I'm upfront about my genital status. I'm also upfront about not wanting to be asked about it. A lot of boys think that's a cute little challenge. And uh, I don't sleep with those kind of guys. And I think as it relates to the hi, how are yous, you know, you gotta wonder, why are you here? Are you here because you're bored, you're lonely? Those kind of people, they're not, they're, they don't really want to meet up. I mean, we're all, all of us are, are uh, kind of living in, not fear, but we all hate the idea that we're, you know, when the guy's like, no time wasters, 
I think we're all familiar with the instance where you message somebody for days on end, you send a lot of messages, and then, like, for whatever reason, you have no idea a spark just died. Maybe they met somebody else. Maybe they got back together with their ex. Maybe they have a big work crisis. Maybe their whole family got, you know, they were on a plane that crashed, and then the plane got sent to an island, and there was a smoke monster, and the island moved because a guy went down, and there was a frozen wheel that he pushed, and then... He ended up going on this show called Persons of Lost Reference for anybody. I don't know why I had to do that. You have to be... We're familiar with ghosting, and that sucks, and you're never going to know. Uh, and, and frankly, you do have to wonder, hey, was this person ever actually serious? And that that's what I think about with high hurry is. Deliberate. Be deliberate in the way you speak. Um, You know, guys... I encounter this, and maybe this is the last aside we take before we should uh, wrap up. I've had guys who have told me that they want, early on, that they want to pursue the casual route. They want to keep things casual. And, uh, you know, I respect that openness, uh, but I respect it to an extent. Because early on, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough type. This is a very situational type of thing. I too am not looking. I mean, I would love a husband, but I'm um, I'm not I'm not actively looking. I don't really want to be settled down right now. Uh, I'm open to it. I, I often don't need to necessarily express this with guys, uh, not leading them on. But if a guy was gonna be like, you know, Ian, I, I really like you. Uh, I'm committed to the idea of pursuing something more with you. I, I think you're just such a catch, and uh, I, I I want you to know that I want that. God, I would fucking love that. I'd be like, all right, dude, like, game on, man. Um, like, good luck. Um, <laughs> I don't even mean that in a sarcastic way. <laughs> My heart's rooting for you. <laughs> um, but then you get the people who, who declare casual very early on, and then you get you you start to realize, like, hey, maybe they wanted me to join the group chat on the polycule. Maybe they want uh something a little bit more than just casual. Maybe, maybe they want. Casual monogamy, a.k.a. they want to call it casual. They don't want you to be hooking up with other people, which, hang on. Doesn't sound very casual to me. That sounds like you're dating. And there are people who are like this. Um, But I always say, if you pick the casual route early on, you must stay in it. You must stay in that lane. You don't get to switch. Um, And the right guy could switch. It's very hard. Uh, You know switch hitters? I'm not really a that big of a believer in switch hitters in baseball. Um, not that I'm a scout or anything. <laughs> Pick a side and stay there. I like people who are deliberate. Hi, how are you is not deliberate. It's a wishy-washy piece of... <laughs> and I guess, like, if you've listened to this episode for the 40-plus minutes we've been talking, uh, maybe you can understand where I'm coming from. Because... I think about a lot. I think about this a lot. What I want out of this point in my life. It's it's a weird point. I've had a lot of sex this year. And I think about. I think about the idea that very few of those people. Who I've had sex with. And very few of the people are probably. Like you wonder how many of these people am I going to be speaking to in two years. Because like I've said this before, but I mean, I have pretty good relationships with a lot of the people I've slept with. They've gone on to marry. I mean, it's also complicated. I transitioned. So, like, you know, a lot of these people I talked to before I, I mean, the long-term relationships that I have with with people who I've had slept with uh, previously, I mean, all of those were, like, in the pre-Terra era. So, uh, that lot, and a lot, vast majority of that was pre-transition, uh, and a lot of them I've kept in touch with, and, like, they like my Thomas memes, and they send me stuff, and, you know, I, I gotta say, like, it it actually, uh, <laughs> suddenly I, like, found myself getting tricked up a little bit. It it matters to me. Like, I, I'm out here on the West Coast. My, my whole family's on the East Coast. I'm not here by myself, really. You know, I have friends, but, um, you do often, like, think about, like, yeah, it's really, it's me out here. Um, and to think, like, there are people that, I was, uh, you know, that long time ago we shared, like, some, like, college, like, meaningless sex. It's not that meaningless, though. And, like, to think, like, 10 years later you're, like, still talking to somebody who's, I don't know, it's nice. 
it kind of like the sudden actually i'm like tearing up right now uh and i like that feeling i, I don't want to get tears on my microphone but um god it'd be funny if i was doing a live i've cried on live streams before um it matters it really does it means something to me those people were never meant to be uh bigger parts of my life and you know at the point of breakup i think maybe we knew it didn't know it and we we kind of know it now like that's really it it means a lot to me and i want more of like i i like that i'm a sex positive person like if i'm talking to a couple of people i hooked up with uh, a couple years from now and we've moved on with our lives and we just keep in touch uh i i i think that's a beautiful thing but as somebody who's like I, I was settled, now I'm not settled. I think about like what do I want out of this particular era? And I want I want the connections that I'm currently making to mean something. So that's kind of why I play these these games of, of being very guarded and I mean they're playful I Hot Girl Summer, I'm, I, it's very it, flirting is very gender affirming for me, and it's it's affirming to share this kind of stuff, and uh, I'm grateful. Like I don't, I've been thanked after sex. It's kind of weird. I'm grateful for the time that I get to spend with it. Frankly, they're usually more grateful to me, especially the boys. Uh, I do. I, I'm quite proficient at oral skills. Uh, leave people very happy. Um, not to toot my own horn. I'm very good at tooting other people's horns. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to. I, I want it all to matter, you know, because it's it's it, this era of my life is helping me kind of set the tone for like the next part. And I do value. I, I I take great value in the chance to make a connection with somebody. Uh, and <laughs> I just want it all to matter. Hi, how are you? Shows right off the bat. I mean, you don't feel the same way. Guess what? That's okay. Like, we're not all meant for each other. And this advice, like, you kind of got to be in this not similar boat necessarily with your gender identity, but you kind of got to go to Tinder with the same thing for for this advice to have any actual meaning. But, you know, it's, uh, everything counts in large amounts. The Depeche Mode, the grabbing hands, grab all I can. I don't want the higher use. I don't want their grabbing hands anywhere near my wonderful, absolutely lovely vagina. All right, I think. I don't know. I think this is probably a good note to end on. After a very strange and odd emotional turn. And I'm kind of glad I re-recorded the episode because there was no emotional turn. I don't know. I wanted a Requiem for a High Hara You to really be a Requiem for a High Hara You. And it matters because casual sex to me is still an emotionally fulfilling and rewarding experience. I like it a lot. And there may come a day where... Hopefully there comes a day, frankly, where that does change, where I just want to settle down with somebody, whether it's a man, a woman, a non-binary person, any kind of person. And, uh, you know, have have a part of me belong to somebody else again. I, like, I, I, there are people I've dated for short periods of time. Uh, it's not like I'm still in love with them, literally, but um, I think about them. I, I think it was very special. And, like, maybe there was some pain involved uh, when there was a breakup. It's all worth it. You know, that's... I think about the meaning of life a lot. Because, you know... As an artist, you... You kind of teach yourself a lot that you, like... You, you want to be remembered someday. And really... I've come to kind of realize in the years that... That's not necessarily... The thing that I need. Because we're a lot, We're not gonna... Most... 99.999999999% of the people currently alive now in 100 years, nobody will remember them. That's just true. And you and I are almost certainly, and frankly, most of Hollywood, most of the people we can name, celebrities, blah, 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 most of them are on that list. We're all, we are all going to be forgotten. You're lucky if your great, if your great, great grandchildren, if more than like maybe three or four of them can remember your name. Like, generations coming like america has been rolled over like an army of steamrollers as uh james Earl jones said in field of dreams you know it, it's true this this country part of the beauty of this country this disgraceful shitty like absolute shit all of a country um it gets torn down and it gets rebuilt it doesn't belong to any of us it what it really does is it belongs to the future and it belongs to the the 
we're only here for a short moment and then we pass it on this the soil to the next generation and hopefully we don't uh you know commit the sins of the past um so with that in mind i i do care about the moment i care about sharing the trans experience with people uh trying to improve uh the state of trans rights for people try, trying to edu- not necessarily educate but but show people that hey you know this is this is i i as a trans person i make you laugh uh i certainly can make myself cry hope i hope i don't really want to make anyone else cry uh maybe it happens um we need to we need to have a world where uh these interactions it's gonna mean something that's what i care about people go people come and go you know a one night stand you share like great I, i've had some wonderful ones where it was beautiful and i'm so glad it happened and it ended, and like you're sad a little bit afterward because you 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 think of something that could have been, but you have to accept that that thing that could have been did not come to be. And you can, not everybody can have that kind of stuff where they just don't have any regret. But I don't know. I, I just try to be great. I'm living a life that I never thought that I got to have, and I'm really thoroughly committed to uh, not only making the best of it for myself, but also just. To try and leave the world in a better place than I have, and in other words, I'm not at all wired for the high areas. <laughs> they do not get me excited. Anyway, uh, yeah, this took a heavy turn at the end. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. It's all okay. Share to have fun. Smile when I think back on these memories, uh, and I will. I I I know I will. I'll look back on this fun, hectic era where I was an emotional. Roller coaster. Not to say that I won't be in an emotional roller coaster in the past, in the future, but be good to yourself and be good to others, and in, you know, engage people at your own terms. Get you know, figure out what you want from the world, and then figure out a way to match that kind of energy. Because I mean, I, I've seen it. You know, I have to work really hard as somebody, uh, as a trans person, to to get what I want in the world. I have to work a lot harder than a lot of other people, and I don't have to work as hard as, as other people. Like, it's... Everybody's got their challenges, but... Uh, you know, e- effort isn't always rewarded, but a lack of effort rarely is, so, you know, keep keep all that in mind. And uh, thank you so much for listening. If you appreciate Estrada Illusions, please leave us a review on Apple and uh or wherever you get your podcast and if wherever you get your podcast does not have a review write a review somewhere else take your spouse's phone take anybody's phone uh on the subway if they get cell service just go around taking people's phone i'm kidding (laughs) except i'm not but thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time